right, folks, this is Jeremy Davis. This is episode number two of the South Carolina Triathlon Series podcast. It is September the 18th, 2019, and today we're going to talk about all things Tough Man, South Carolina. So for those of you who were registered for the trifecta event, which was our previous events in the series, uh, huge apologies that Mother Nature stepped in and uh, took its toll on the South Carolina coast. So uh, no trifecta event since our last podcast. That was going to be kind of a recap today of trifecta, but we did not have that event. So for those of you who did race, if you are, or at least were registered, if you haven't heard by now, we are going to be giving you a free entry either into the trifecta event next year or any sprint distance event in 2020. So once we open up registration for 2020, we'll get you guys a code for that. But today we are going to focus on Tough Man. It's probably our most complicated event in the series just because it is point to point and it is a half distance So that always gets everybody on edge just a little bit more. So look for today's podcast to be kind of a recap of that event. Everything from start to finish when you arrive into the great Emerald City of Greenwood until the time you cross the finish line, we'll kind of get into all that. So what I recommend doing if you hadn't done so already is to just go to the Tough Man website on our uh, website, which would be setupevents.com, or you can go straight to it. Toughman SC, so toughmansc.com will take you straight to the event page. And the second little tab there is going to be athlete guide and packet pickup. If you click on that and then click on the event details right there, you will see uh, pretty much the event details, which will go through everything. But I've learned over many, many years that uh, triathletes do not like to read a whole lot. So that's what this podcast is about. And we'll just dive right in. So if you haven't been to Greenwood before, it's a great little town. Um, If you haven't found a place to stay already, I can't imagine that uh, many of you have not already dealt with that. But if you haven't and the Inn on the Square has any rooms left, I would highly suggest staying there. That is about 100 yards maybe from Transition 2 and a great place to head over to once you finish the event, shower up, and then be able to enjoy the wonderful uptown area of Greenwood. If and on the square is full. Uh, there's a, several good hotels in town, just depending on your price point. Hampton Inn, obviously, is an option. Uh, but, you know, just Google hotels in Greenwood, South Carolina. Pretty much any hotel in Greenwood other than the Inn on the Square is going to be about a mile to three miles from Transition 2. Not a lot of options to stay out towards Transition 1 other than camping at the state park. Um, so if you're looking to stay in Greenwood, I would highly recommend staying, uh, somewhere in the city of Greenwood. So when you come into town, you are going to first head out to packet pickup. If you come in on Friday now with it being a point to point, obviously race morning is going to be a little bit, um, more, you know, chaotic than normal. So, I highly suggest coming in on Friday. If you're taking the time to race a, a, an event of this distance, even the international distance, take that extra time and come into town if you can on Friday. It'll make your life a lot easier on race morning. So I'm going to kind of go through everything as if you were coming in on Friday, and then I'll touch brief, briefly on how to do things if you're coming in on Saturday, which is certainly a doable option as well. So if you're coming in on Friday, 
packet pickup is going to take place out at the state park, which is the swim area and transition one. Uh, that packet pickup is four to seven on Friday and is inside the Drummond Center. So as you pull in, go through the gate or the, the guard shack area, and then straight ahead of you is a beautiful building. That's the John Drummond Center. And we will be inside of that for packet pickup on Friday. Pick up all your materials and you can actually plan to drop your bike at T1 on Friday night, which is what I would do. We'll have security there for you on Friday. So they'll be uh, spending the night inside transition, keeping an eye out for all of your belongings. So anything you want to leave in T1, I would uh, say you can feel very safe to do that. Once you get everything set, once you get all your packet pickup stuff done and your bike dropped, ultimately you're pretty much done uh, for anything event-wise. We're not going to allow any drop-off in T2. There'll be no security there, although T2 will be set up if you want to go check it out um, in Uptown Greenwood. But if you're staying in Uptown, there's plenty of restaurants, plenty of uh, great places to eat and things to do. Um you know, there, right there in Uptown. So there's, Green was a neat little town and um, you'll probably enjoy it more after the event, but uh, definitely have no problems finding uh, some decent food to uh, get you ready for event day. So when you wake up on Saturday, packet pickup on Saturday takes place at T1 as well. It is not in the Drummond Center. It is down next to T1. But if you've already picked up your stuff, that's a non-issue. You head straight to T2, which is in Uptown. And that's where you're going to park your car. So plan to take a look at the uh, website. There's parking maps there. But ultimately, Uptown at you know, 545, 6 o'clock on a Saturday morning is pretty empty. So as long as you're parked in a legitimate parking space and make sure there's no time restraints, you're going to have no problem finding a parking space within very short walking distance to T1. Um, so do that, park your car, take everything over to T2, which would be your run gear. Um, pretty much that's all you're going to set up there and set up your run transition. Right there next to transition two, you will see some shuttles. You will board that shuttle and that shuttle will take you out to the swim start or T1. There is no need for reservations for that shuttle. Uh, just hop aboard and they will take you out there. Usually they take uh, two trips. So we'll have early trip and then we'll have a late trip. Uh, but again, the exact times and information are in that event details. Um, so just make sure you're there plenty of time. I think the first shift is at 6 a.m. And then it's about a 20 to 25 minute uh, ride to the state park. So that means about 20 to 25 minutes back. And the second um, trip will be at 645. So obviously that'll put you, if you take the second bus out at T1 around 715, 720, which since you've already set up, most of your transition one should be plenty of time. So once you get T2 set up in Uptown, once you hop aboard that shuttle, you are ready to go. At that point, um, obviously if you've left your bike stuff at T1, it's there waiting for you. If, you, if not, you're taking it with you on the shuttle. Um, one thing to keep in mind, different than most events that we do, you do not need your run number to pick up your timing chip on this event because we realize your run number needs to be at transition two. 
So leave your run number, everything run related at transition two, hop aboard that shuttle and realize everything that you need at T1 will be your swim stuff and your bike stuff. Speaking of swim, I can already let you know, no way this will be wetsuit legal. So you can leave your wetsuits at home. Uh, if you're one of those people who can hope beyond hope that there's a, a wetsuit legal uh, swim, bring it. But I will guarantee you 100% that it will not be wetsuit legal uh, at this point. Water temperatures in the mid-80s still in Lake Greenwood. So that's just one less thing you need to concern yourself with uh, bringing. It will definitely be Speedo legal if anyone's interested in doing that. Uh, Thomas Skelton is racing, and he's um, dropping the A game on the Speedo. So feel free to try to up one-up him on that, but good luck. So you have boarded the shuttle. Um, you have made your way out to T1, and you're getting T1 set up. While you're there, you'll pick up your timing chip. Again, that'll be right next to T1. And you'll also get body marked, also be taking place right next to Transition 1. So that's pretty much it. Restrooms, everything, all there down by T1. And again, if you come on Friday, go check out T1 so you know where it is. It's kind of tucked away at the bottom of the hill behind the Drummond Center. It's really dark at the state park. So if you're coming out for the first time uh, on race morning, it'll be a little bit more difficult to find. But just follow the people who have uh, been there already. And they'll make your way down to T1 right next to the lake. So at 7.45, we're going to be closing transition and moving everyone about 50 yards over to the swim start. At that point, we'll have a pre-event meeting at 7.50. We'll go over some very basic things, any sort of last-minute changes, which we do not expect. But that is our last chance to kind of communicate with you guys everything that you need to know about the event. At 7.50, once that is done, we'll go through that. Uh, we'll have the national anthem, and then we'll move you guys into the water. Now, this swim is really cool. You actually enter the water through or down a stone staircase into the water, so it's an in-water start, a deep-water start. Uh, so it's, it's just a really pretty swim start, and the entire swim is held within a protective cove. So not a lot of current, not a lot of chop. It's probably one of the easier swims we have just because it is all within that cove. Two laps on the swim for the half and one lap for the international. Now, obviously you guys have figured this out already. This is not a traditional international distance course for those of you doing the international just to make it a little different, make it stand out, and to make it easier for everyone to kind of figure out and not make it too complicated, the half or the international is half of the half. So it's really a quarter, um, which means the swim is a little shorter. So instead of a one point, uh, you know, two mile swim for the half, the international is doing a 0.6 mile swim. So that's just about. I, you know, about 500 meters shorter than a traditional international distance. The bike is a little longer, so 28 miles on the bike. And then the run is a little longer as well, about 0.4 miles longer than a traditional international. So, again, just don't want anyone to be surprised. They've got a little bit shorter swim, a little bit longer bike, and a little bit longer run if you're doing the international. So, you have made your way to through the pre-event meeting. You're into the water, and we're going to be sending you off exactly at 8 o'clock. First two waves will be half-distance waves. 
that will be open men, open women in our paratriathletes in wave one. And then five minutes later, everyone else is going off in wave two for the half. Obviously, uh, not the largest half iron distance race you'll ever do. Augusta taking place on the same weekend. Um, so the, the wave is going to be small, even with everyone in there, there'll be probably a hundred or so people in that second wave. Um, so plenty of room at the start and you're not going to feel crowded or get swum over. Uh, it'll, it'll be nice and uh, chill at the start. When you do the swim course for the half, again, you're doing two loops. You will not come out of the water to start the second lap. There'll be a buoy about 50 meters or 50 uh, feet actually off the start area. You'll just circle around that buoy and head out and do the triangular course. It is a clockwise triangular course. So for those of you who swim only with left hand breathing, uh, it'll be a little bit more difficult. Um, but for those of you who swim, you know, bilaterally or with right hand breathing, uh, you'll have no problem getting through the course. International distance, you're starting at 820. That'll be uh, just about the time that everyone has kind of made their way through lap number one, hopefully, uh, for the half. And you will uh, do just one loop of that course. So if you do encounter other slower half distance events or athletes, um, you know, it's just one thing you're going to have to work your way through uh, on the course, but it shouldn't be a problem. Plenty of room out there uh, in that cove, even though it is nice and protected. Again, two waves for the international, open men, open women, and our paratriathletes at 820, and five minutes later, everyone else. You'll be given a swim cap at Packet Pickup. Make sure you wear that swim cap as normal. Plenty of life support out there. If you have a problem, the best thing to do is just to roll over onto your back, kind of relax, take a deep breath, put your hand up above your head, and that will signal our kayakers and safety boats to kind of get over to you and give you a little break if you need it. Swim course is pretty simple. We've gone through it. You will then head out of the water through the same staircase that it went in, then into transition one, taking your bike out to the mount line and heading out onto the course. Point-to-point -point bike, obviously. So if you're doing the international, that'll be marked INT on the pavement with pavement markings and signs. If you're doing the half, that'll be marked on the pavement half. So if you can't figure that out, I'm sorry. Uh, that's about <laughs> as clear as we can make it. But uh, inevitably, someone in the half will do the international course or someone in the international will do the half. Make sure that's not you. Um, just pay attention. And really, the only location that you're going to have to make any sort of decision on which um, event you're doing will come in the town of 96. So once you exit the state park, um, you know, just take a look at the course maps and you'll kind of get a feel uh, for what those locations are. Again, take a look at, if you're doing the international, international, take a look at the half course and see how it differs from the international and where that point is that you're going to break off. But uh, it's very clear, and I do believe it's somewhere around mile 10 is where you'll find uh, the only time during the, the course you're going to actually have to think. But again, volunteers will be out there and they'll be taking uh, good care of you to make sure you find your way through.
on the bike course. This year's Toughman course is different than the previous two years. We've completely eliminated the two um, major roads that people said they had trouble with on traffic last year. We've taken you all completely on to back roads. That's the same for the international distance as well. With that said, what you do lose um, by going to what I consider a much safer and much more enjoyable ride is you lose a little bit of smoothness on the pavement. So there are a couple of roads, a couple stretches of a mile or two where the pavement is not going to be as smooth as it is going to be on you know a major state highway. But again, I think it more than makes up for it when it comes to safety and the fact that you won't have any uh, giant trucks breathing down your neck. So uh, should be a much, much nicer bike ride for everyone this year. And you actually will um, come back onto the international distance course uh, around the second uh, water bottle stop. Everyone should be through with the international distance at that point. But if you are in the lead or up in that front pack of uh, athletes in the half and you encounter some athletes on the bike, still realize that those are international distance athletes. So. Two water bottle stops on the bike course. Um, only water served at those. will be in sports cap a water bottle, so you can put those right into your water bottle cages or you can uh, transfer the water into your bottle and then dispose of the water bottle right there at the aid station. Please try to keep that uh, disposal within eyesight of the aid station because our volunteers will need to clean all that stuff up. But right around mile 18 and around mile 40, you'll hit the two water bottle handoffs. There'll be porta johns at both those locations as well. So again, make sure you take the time to understand the courses. Obviously, we don't expect you to memorize the courses, but just have a good feeling of uh, where you're supposed to be and the names of the roads always is, is a nice help. And it also gives you some um, you know, mile markers to kind of know exactly where you are and how much effort you have left. All right, so when you finish up the bike course, you will be now in Uptown Greenwood. One thing I kind of forgot to mention when you finish up the swim, make sure you take all of your gear, everything that you have left at uh, T1 and put it into that bag that you're giving at Packet Pickup. That bag will be numbered by you and tie that bag. Take uh, the extra three seconds to double knot that bag and that way, you know, everything that you own that is left at Transition 1 is left inside that bag. That bag will then be transported for you back to the finish line. So when you get to uh, Transition 2 and head out onto the run, by that point, all your gear is most likely already back to Transition 2. Um, if not, it will be there shortly thereafter. So once those bags are moved from T1 to T2, nothing that you own is left anywhere but at the finish line where you've parked or where you're staying at then on the square. So you can collect all your stuff and you do not have to go back out to the state park. So don't plan to park at the state park on race morning unless you have a ride back out there. I uh, do believe Greenwood has Uber. Um, so if you are more comfortable, um, you know, going that route, you certainly can. The state park will allow you to park there. Uh, just we do not provide any transportation back to uh, Transition 1 or the state park after the event. The only shuttle service is from Uptown 
to uh, the state park on race morning, and that'll be it. So you're finishing up the bike in Uptown Greenwood. Uh, you've obviously set up your transition two spots prior to getting out to the state park, and all your run stuff is waiting for you. You rack your bike and head out onto the run. On the run, this is a two-loop run out and back, and it's a really great run, actually. It's nice and flat, uh, very fast, and mostly shaded. So last year it got a little warm. Um, you know, no, no amount of shade is going to protect you if the temperatures get up into the upper 80s or even mid-80s. It's going to be a warm run, so plan for that. But there's just uh, lots and lots of that run course where the sun is just not beating down on you as much as a typical run course that we have. So uh, nice and flat. It's actually called the Heritage Trail. And they've taken an old rail bed and paved that. And it's just a fantastic event or a fantastic trail uh, that we utilize for our event. So when you head out of transition, you will loop around the little parking lot and then head on to Main Street, actually. Um a little bit of trivia for you, the widest main street in the world at one point. I'm not sure if it still is, but uh, from storefront to storefront, uh, considered the widest main street in the world. So you'll be running right along the um, main street. A uh, whole lane will be closed off to you. Uh, the Greenwood City Police do a fantastic job making sure that uh, this run and the runners are very, very safe. So a shout out to them and the, the, the town of Greenwood, the city of Greenwood for welcoming this event with open arms, a long history of triathlon in Greenwood and uh, probably my second favorite city in the world since I was born there, but uh, just love that town and everything they do for this event. So you're heading out onto the run at about mile, I don't know, 0.75 or so, maybe mile one, you actually hit the Heritage Trail. You'll take a right onto the trail. And from there, you'll stay on the trail almost all the way to the turnaround. When the trail ends, you'll take a right on a small little side street and then another immediate right kind of into an industrial park where you'll hit the turnaround. And then you will head straight back exactly the way you came, um, almost back to the finish line, which is cruel. Um, but that's just the way it goes. You'll circle back around that little parking lot to head back out onto lap number two. And you'll do the exact same thing, head back this time. When you get to the finish line, this, you get to head straight across the finish line. Um, aid stations, water stops, approximately every mile. Some are going to be at about mile 0.9 apart. Some will be 1.2 miles apart. But every aid station will have gels. Uh, we'll have Gatorade endurance formula. We will also have water, obviously. It'll be cold water. Um, and we will have soda for you. So if you need anything else other than those things, we uh, highly suggest you bringing it. If you do not stomach Gatorade very well, um, you know, obviously you can bring your own mix and, and mix it with the water we provide. But those are the things we'll be providing you. On the international distance, you will be doing, obviously, one lap of that course. You're heading all the way out to the turnaround. Same aid stations that you'll get to utilize, and you'll turn around. When you come back to the finish line, you'll head straight across the finish line. Obviously, no need to decide about which lap you're on, one or two. You'll head straight across after lap one. If you don't know where the finish line is, it is a giant arch uh, at the end of the chute that says finish. You should have no trouble finding it, even with runner's brain at that point. 
Relay teams. If you are doing a relay, obviously, if you're the swimmer, you need to be out at the swim start um, when we start the swim, and you need to be there at the swim finish. If you're the biker, when your swimmer finishes the bike or finishes the swim, you'll head out onto your bike. If you are doing the run, there's no need for you to head out to, um, to the swim start. You can simply meet your team based on estimated times at T2. So even though it says it's a mandatory meeting, we understand there's no reason for your runner who will be starting the run somewhere around noon to be at the state park at 7.50. So do not feel like you have to be at that meeting. Um, and that's pretty much it. All the post-race festivities happen in Uptown Greenwood. You are just a few steps away from some great restaurants, some great bars. And if you're standing on the square, just right across the street from your hotel, feel free to finish up, head over to your hotel or to one of the bars, or one of the restaurants and hang out and enjoy Uptown. We're going to be having two award ceremonies at, um, the finish line. And we will do those, uh, the approximate times, 1230 for the international distance and four o'clock for the half. Those may get moved up. So just kind of check with us at the finish line. Uh, you're not going to be bothering anyone. If you want to check on times, if we're going to move those up, if you don't want to stick around. Um, but those are the approximate times, 1230 for the international four o'clock for the half. I would honestly estimate a noon, um, award ceremony for the international and probably more like a 3:30, for the half. But again, if you are going to be leaving and then coming back for the award ceremony, just check with us at the announcer's booth and we will give you that estimated time or that uh, kind of more solid time on race day. Other than that, I mean, that's it. It's uh, a lot more simple than you might think for a point-to-point event as long as you understand exactly what you need to do. If for any reason you're not able to get there on Friday and you are coming in on Saturday to pick up your packets, it's going to be a little bit more, you know, chaotic just because you're doing all the things that uh, these guys who came in on Friday had all day to do. But the process that you will need to take if you're coming on Saturday is to report immediately uh, to the packet pickup at uh, T two or T one, sorry, uh, Saturday morning packet pickup is at the state park. So transition one from five forty-five to seven, try to be there right at five forty-five. get your stuff. You're obviously going to have a little bit of a wait. There's lines all the time for things like this, pick up your materials at that point. What I would do, I wouldn't even unload my, um, actually, you know, I take that back. I would bring all of my bike stuff, go ahead and get it set up immediately after picking up my packets. If I'm picking up on Saturday, simply because, um, you've already going to be right there next to transition one. You might as well go ahead and get that situated again. It's about a 25, 30 minute drive. Um, 20 minutes. If you know the route, 25, 30 minutes, if you're following GPS in the dark, uh, to get to uptown and then you're going to have to board that shuttle. So again, that last shuttle leaves at six 45. If you five 45 for packet pickup, you get everything set by six 15. That gives you 30 minutes to get back to 
um, you know, transition to to board that shuttle. And then, uh, you know, n- nobody's going to leave you behind. If you're in transition two, you're setting up your gear and the shuttle's right there. Obviously, we'll, we'll wait, but we need to get that uh, second shuttle moving as quickly as possible because that one is under a little bit of a time crunch. So get there as early as you can uh, to transition one at the state park to pick up your materials. Go ahead and set your uh, bike, everything up, ready for that, and then head in your car down to T2. Get that set up and board that shuttle to head back out. Again, once that happens, you'll be in the same boat as everyone. All your stuff will be brought back to you. Your car will be parked in uptown. Uh, no problems there. One other thing that we often get asked is if someone can pick up your bag for you. Absolutely. So if you set your bag, you put everything uh, in your bag and you tie it up, have your uh, loved one or friend or Whoever's going to be picking that up for you, come to one of our volunteers at the entrance and say, I'm here to pick up bag so-and-so. Um, we will get you that stuff. Um, but make sure they have some sort of way to identify themselves um, and that they're supposed to be picking up that bag for you. So that's no problem. That'll make one thing less worrisome. Another thing that we've been asked is if you're staying at the state park, can someone set your gear up in T2. Uh, We do not allow anyone other than athletes into the transition area. But again, if there's some way that you can contact us ahead of the event um, via email, you can certainly email me directly, jdavis at setupevents.com and and let us know that you're going to have someone doing that. We can have one of our volunteers with that information and they will let that person in to set up your transition spot at T2. Now, the only caveat to that is you're not going to know exactly where that's set up. Uh, You're not even going to have seen T2 at that point. Not something that I recommend, but if that's the route you're going to. But obviously, it's something that you can do. So with that said, that is Tough Man, South Carolina. That should get you at least through uh, the process of getting everything ready and mentally Uh, to a point where you can do the event. The rest at this point is up to you. Uh, Good luck to everyone. Enjoy a taper week if you're actually going to take one. If not, enjoy uh, training hard and uh, keep your fingers crossed for excellent weather, sunny skies, and temperatures in the low 70s, upper 60s would be ideal if you've got any connection. So again, we look forward to seeing everyone in uh, Greenwood, South Carolina. Tough Man, South Carolina 2019. We appreciate you guys racing. I appreciate you listening, and we will see you real soon. Stay safe out there.